Hey, it's good to see you today. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas, and welcome to our Tuesday edition of our Journey Through Scripture. Hope that you've thought out from last week and are ready to continue looking through uh, Scripture in a chronological order uh, as we're making our way through the Gospels uh, during this time. So today we're going to be looking in Matthew chapters 8 and 9, uh, Mark chapters 4 and 5, and Luke chapter 8. Um, so the main uh, stories that we're going to see here are the, the story of uh, Jesus calming the sea, um, and then also the story of Jesus healing demon-possessed um, uh, individual. So uh, I think it, it's important to kind of see the, the differences. There's a little bit of differences here, um, but, but they're, they're also very similar. Um, Matthew kind of says that there were two men that he healed, um, demon-possessed men that he healed. Matthew also doesn't go into near the detail as Mark and Luke, um, but we, we don't know. There were, there were many that Jesus healed. Um, and so I'm sure Matthew, he was probably using that. Um, people will say, because um, Matthew is directly connecting and drawing from the Old Testament. And so there was an importance of having two people witness something happening. Um, and so Matthew is, is pointing out that there were plenty of witnesses to see this, that it fit uh, what was needed um, to witness a miracle that was uh, laid out in the Old Testament. So we, we start off in Matthew chapter 8, uh, verses 23 through 34. Um, you have Jesus uh, gets back into the boat. They start uh, traveling across uh, the lake. Um, and basically he falls asleep and the wind starts blowing, right? And uh, I love what it says here. It says, um, they, but he was asleep, verse 25. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said to them, why are you fearful? O you of little faith. He then arose, rebuked the winds and the sea. There was great calm. And the men marveled, saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Right. So, I mean, the disciples have been seeing amazing miracles, but this is something different. I mean, you know, it's, it's not just healing someone who is blind, as, as amazing as that is. Um, this is. This is different. All of a sudden, even nature listens to this guy. Um, and they, they were terrified of, of the storm, and then they began to be terrified of Jesus in a, in a good way of, of recognizing, wow, who, who is this man? So we see Jesus doing this miracle that shows he has um, power and authority over the physical world. And then uh, Matthew continues in verse 28, uh, where he comes and he heals a demon-possessed uh, man. Uh, it says, uh, and suddenly they cried out saying, what have we done to you, Jesus you son of God, that you have come here to torment us before the time. Um, and uh, then Jesus cast them into the swine um, and uh, the pigs run and kill themselves. Um, then verse 33, then those who kept, uh, kept them fled and they went away into the city and told everything, including what had happened uh, to the demon possessed man. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they begged him to depart from their region. Now we'll get into to, to that here in just a minute um, and talk more about it. But what we see here is in Matthew, 
back-to-back miracles. You have Jesus showing his authority over the physical world, but also his authority over the spiritual world as well. I think there's there's a reason. Um, that, I mean, this, this would have been very obvious uh, that this guy is not just a normal prophet. There's something powerful about him. Uh, the winds and waves obey him as well as the spirits obey him. Then in Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 35, all the way through chapter 5, verse 20, um, you have uh, the same same story. Um, and you have Jesus uh, falling asleep, uh, and he wakes up, he rebukes uh, the wind. And this one's interesting in Mark uh, uh, verse 38, chapter 4, verse 38. Uh, the disciples wake him up and say, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? I thought that's an interesting thing. It's something that we can learn. That's a human tendency is when we find ourselves in the storms of life, uh, we forget that Jesus is always with us. And one of our first questions many times is, God, do you, have you forgotten me? Do you not care? Well, where is God? Uh, and in fact, um, that, that's a, a tool of Satan to get us to to doubt God um, when we, by all rational um, uh, thought, especially for the disciples, they, they should know, of course, Jesus cares for them. Right? They've witnessed unbelievable things already. Um, but whenever the storm arises, it's easy for us not to think clearly. And we start allowing those doubts to creep in and we start wondering, God, do you really care for us? And of course, the answer is yes. Um, I love that Jesus just gets up here in Mark and uh, he just says, peace, be still. Everything became calm. And then he says, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly (laughs) and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? All right, so again, they, this is their level of faith is now um, becoming more mature and is ratcheting up because of what they're experiencing and what they have seen with Jesus. And then Mark chapter five is the casting out of the demon. He, uh, we, we learn a little bit about this uh, demon-possessed man. He's crazy. He's so strong. He can't be bound and he's just wandering around causing problems. Um, and uh, he, again, uh, responds to Jesus by saying, my name is Legion for there are many. Right? A very ominous, very creepy um, response whenever Jesus says, who are you? And he says, I am Legion. Right? So, so it's multiple um, demons that are uh, possessing this man. And uh, of course, Jesus puts them in a herd of swine. I always thought that thought that was interesting. Um, wh- why Jesus would send them to pigs? Because I also wondered why would there be pigs? Guess was what was not a huge commodity um, in uh, Israel is pigs. You're not; they do not eat pork, right? So what's going on here? Well, Mark actually kind of um, lets us know this. If, if you know your geography, which I didn't, I read about this, um, five, uh, Mark chapter five, verse 18. And when he got into the boat, 
Uh, he who had been demon possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion for you. And he departed and began to proclaim in De- Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. Now that's interesting that it mentions Decapolis uh, specifically. It also it says in the country of uh, Gardarnians, Gardanines, um, that is a, a very Greek area. Um, there would have been a lot of Gentiles in that area. Um, it would have been made up of about 10 different cities. They were Roman cities. Um, so they would have been you know, numerous um, Hellenists, right, or people with Greek uh, background, um, which is why there would have been pigs there because they would have eaten eaten pigs. I think it's also a, another part about that is that the people they asked Jesus to leave. Um, well, they the the Roman people um, and especially the Gentiles there were nervous about um, people who did magic. Right? They viewed it that was kind of sorcery, and this guy's coming in doing this magic. It's like, no, we don't want to have anything to do with you. Keep keep moving. Um, and that's, that's kind of the feeling that you get. They see this amazing thing and they're just like, you know, we don't know who you are. Just move, move on. Um, and so that kind of fits in this, this area. And, uh, and again, of course, Jesus, um, uh, has uh, performs this unbelievable miracle. And this guy who is, uh, freed from the, uh, from the demons he wants to hang out with Jesus, but but he probably there's a good chance that he wasn't Jewish. There's a good chance that he was a Gentile, and so Jesus just told him to stay. And of course, he definitely starts spreading the message um, because you this is again this is a ball is starting to roll now with all that Jesus has done and how he is. Um, building a name for himself uh, that everyone is starting to, to learn about Jesus. Um, and then we get to Luke chapter 8, uh, verses 22 through 39. Um, th- again, same story. He, Jesus uh, calming the, the seas. Um, and then the, the last part of that chapter uh, of chapter 8 is Jesus um, uh, healing the demon-possessed man. Sorry, I got a little distracted there. Um, But then I want to go ahead and read into Matthew chapter 9, Mark chapter 5, and Luke chapter 8. The the next one is um, Jesus's two more miracles that kind of go hand in hand. Um, The healing of Jairus's daughter who died um, and the healing of the woman um, who uh, was ble- had been bleeding for uh, 12 years. And this is, you know, you can read through uh, those different, different passages, um, very similar in all three accounts. Um, what you have is you have Jairus who worked at the synagogue, who his daughter, his only daughter is very sick and ill. So he comes and, and asks Jesus, which is a pretty big deal because he works for the synagogue. So he works for the religious leaders. The fact that he's going to Jesus and asking him is is actually um, shows his faith because it's going to probably put him at odds 
with some of the religious leaders. Um, but he, he knows he is desperate and he is calling out and he believes that Jesus can heal um, his daughter. And so then they start going through the crowds because, again, the crowds have gathered, right? This ball is now rolling. People know who Jesus is. And uh, they're trying to get to Jairus' house. And a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years, which um, would be horrible in any circumstance, but especially in that uh, culture and that day and age, she would have been um, considered unclean, um, which means she could not go to the synagogue. She could, there were many things she couldn't do. Um, and if she touched anyone, they would become unclean, and then they couldn't go to the synagogue. And, and so what you have is she, she knows this, so she's trying to do this inconspicuously, and she just believes that if she just touches uh, Jesus, that she will be healed, and she does. By doing that, she made Jesus unclean, technically. Right? But Jesus feels power leave from him. Uh, I love it whenever, you know, you, you can just imagine Jesus, he's just being surrounded by all these people. And he says, whoa, so who touched me? And Peter is like, um, Lord, uh, everyone is, right? And he says, no, I feel power leave from me. And then he tells the, the woman, your faith has healed you, right? That, that because she believed, uh, she was now healed. And, uh, and what an amazing just what an amazing miracle for her. But again, Jesus allowing the, the unclean to heal him, and he cleanses those who are unclean, just as he cleanses us uh, in our lives when we are unclean. Um, and then they continue on. The story continues because, right, he's going to uh, see this uh, girl, uh, Jairus's daughter. And as they reach the house, um, the the news comes that the daughter has already died. And Jesus, in an interesting way, says, okay, I'm going to only allow Peter, James, and John. Y'all can come with me um, and the mom and dad, but no one else can come because the little girl is just sleeping. And, of course, he was mocked. Um, he goes up. The girl is dead, but Jesus raises her uh, to life again. And he's very specific here. He says, do not tell anybody about this. I, I think... You know, that's kind of interesting. Again, um, that would have been going up a level, right? So just as the disciples, when Jesus calmed the winds and the wave, they were like, whoa, that's another level to, of, of miracle and of power than what we have already been seeing. Well, whenever you bring someone back from the dead, that that's kind of ups it again. And, and Jesus is trying to uh, maintain calm, maintain peace. Um, and to, it, it's a dicey situation, right? There's real things going on here. The, the, the Romans are watching Jesus. The religious leaders are watching Jesus, and Jesus is aware of that. And so he, he wants to be very careful. Um, but it's becoming very obvious. There's something, <laughs> there's something about Jesus. All right, so we'll stop there, and we'll uh, keep going on Thursday. Um, read Matthew. Uh, chapter uh, 13, um, Mark chapter 6, um, also Matthew, the end of chapter 9, chapter, all of chapter 10, and just the first part of chapter 11, uh, and then John chapter 5. So that's Matthew, the very end of Matthew 13. Uh, 
Mark 6, Matthew chapters, the end of chapter 9, 10, and the first of 11, Luke chapter 9, and John chapter 5. All right, so we will continue and we'll see you on Thursday.